I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to what the hell is my brain doing? As we head into the holidays, I want to talk about some things that are potentially roadblocks, red flags, things to be aware of, and then what we can do about it. I know that for me, I love this time of year. However, I also know for many, it's a really difficult time of year because of many of the things we're going to talk about. So I want to just give you some tips and tricks that might help you along the way, because I think we as humans want to understand like how to have better relationships. How do I make things work with people in a way that doesn't hurt me? And that actually is a perfect segue into our topic today of people pleasing, because people pleasing is where you put other people ahead of your own feelings. And a lot of people are like, well, it's just kind to be considerate of their feelings. It is, but then it goes a step too far when it in turn hurts you and it makes you doubt and question who you are. So we're going to look at some signs of people pleasing. I want you to consider where this might show up in your life. All of us have this. There is nobody that is perfect at not being a people pleaser. And I've seen this in so many ways. And I want you just to consider in which ways do you people please? And then we're going to look at like why we do those things. So let's look at some typical signs. The number one thing is that you want everyone to like you. I had this recently with clients that come in and they ask me, they're like, I just really want to know if you like me. And I told them, yes, I do. But tell me where this came from. And a lot of times it comes from the beliefs and experiences we had where people didn't like us. And that feels very uncomfortable. That feels awful. And we don't like it. So then we want people to like us. So it's very important that we get that. But one of the things that was really interesting in this situation is, and I want you to think about your own, is there are only certain people that sometimes it matters if they like you. And for some people, it's the idea of somebody in authority, somebody that you admire, you look up to, but there's other people that it sometimes doesn't matter as much. You're like, I don't care because they are not viewed as superior to you in some way. So we see this a lot in like parent-child relationships where the child wants the parent to like them. You might see this at work where you want your boss to like you. You also see this in partner relationships where you really want your partner to like you. Sometimes friends when we're making friends, but then you think about it and there's somebody in the grocery store, you don't really care if they like you. They're not somebody that you perceive in that idea of power or influence around you. So think about who do you want to like you and why are they important to you? The second thing is this over-apologizing. I hear, I am sorry all the time. Somebody will say, oh my gosh, I'm taking up too much of your time, or I'm so sorry about this. And I will admit, I am a chronic, I am sorrier, where I feel like it's a burden if I ask for something. And so I want you to think about how many times do you say to somebody, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. It's almost like you're apologizing for just being there. That is also people-pleasing in its finest because you want that person not only to like you, but then to also not think that you're bothering them. I think that's really important because when we feel like we're bothering people, we shut down, we kind of withdraw within ourselves. And all that leads to is more stress and anxiety in every situation. With that, we also crave validation. There's this part of us as humans, we just want to know that we're okay, that we're accepted, but we also like to be praised. And you'll see this a lot with, again, a boss, somebody in influence that you want to hear, good job, I'm proud of you. And if you don't, you start to question, what did I do wrong? What's what's happening here? It's the same thing with, again, that parent-child relationship where children crave and they yearn for a parent to say, good job. My daughter sends the text, I just got this on my test and I'm so excited. And of course, we as parents are very excited for her. But when she's craving that validation, sometimes it becomes a, who else does she need to seek that from? 
Now, as a parent, I love that she wants to celebrate all of her successes, but I just want us all to be aware of when we're craving that validation, where do we feel like it's missing? How are we not allowing and celebrating our own successes? Another one is when we let others take advantage of us. This is really easy to do when you have people that say, hey, can you do this for me? And you're like, sure, sure. And they're like, oh, and also this, and maybe that, and this. So I'm going to give an example of this. I was asked to give a presentation to a group that I did not know. I had no association with, and they asked me to come do this free presentation. And I felt very uncomfortable with it. It was not something I really wanted to do. I didn't know this group. And I felt like they were taking advantage of the fact that I am a therapist that somebody had somewhat sort of a relationship with, and they figured I could come and give some basic free mental health. And so it would have been really easy for me to say, you know what, I I like helping people. This is not a problem, but all that does is take advantage of me and it makes the whole experience feel like I'm putting somebody else's needs ahead of my own. And so a lot of times we do this with little things like the PTA may call and say, hey, Julie, I need this or that. And I'm thinking, I can't. There was a time during COVID where I had to say no a lot. My kids were home being homeschooled. I'm running my business. My husband is working full time. We are busy people. And with that, there's lots on there. And I had people reaching out and saying, hey, can you do this one more thing? And I need this and this. Somebody wanted me to literally go visit a whole bunch of people. And I said, I can't. That is just not in my wheelhouse. But it would be really easy if that person I viewed as somebody that I really wanted them to like me, it'd be so easy to be taken advantage of, to essentially be worn out and worn down to fulfill that. Because with that, we often will feel guilty or mean if we set boundaries. And when I told these people no, I literally felt like I was doing something wrong. Shouldn't I want to serve and help and give? And all it does is add more and more to me. I've also seen this with many of my clients where they are serving church callings or they are serving in their PTA and they also are running full-time businesses or they are moving up the corporate ladder or all of the things. And many of them are busy moms, busy dads, and they have children that they are trying to be involved in their life. And all of that is happening to where they feel like they can't say no. And it's really difficult to set boundaries because they, again, people take advantage of that and them not say no. But when we normalize the idea that setting boundaries is healthy, being able to say, yes, I can, or no, I can't is a good thing. People pleasing then takes kind of a back seat to that. But one of the biggest things, the reason we don't set those boundaries, we're afraid or we want to avoid conflict. I'm a huge avoider of conflict. I don't like it at all. (laughs) Conflict is one of those things where I will just shut down. So if somebody wants to just be upset with me, yell at me, or tell me I'm wrong, whatever it may be, I will shut down. I will 100% say, okay, you're right. That is my people pleasing in its finest. And the reason I do that a lot is not only because I don't want the conflict, I don't want those negative emotions that come up. And sometimes I'm afraid of what I might say because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So somebody will come to me and they will say, I'm really upset about why you did this and what's going on and everything. And I said, you're, you're right. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Again, over apologizing, saying that I'm sorry, but then at the same time, avoiding that conflict because it's so uncomfortable. My husband and I joke sometimes that I'm really passive aggressive in some things. This is not something I'm proud of, but really what it is, is I don't want conflict. There are times that I will just be like, hey, whatever, I don't care, whatever, whatever, so that I can end the conversation and move on. I'm going to actually tell you later what some things that you can do there, but I think that's the biggest form for me of people pleasing is avoiding that conflict. 
a lot of times this also comes because we have this good girl or guy syndrome or this rule follower. I am master at checking off the boxes. I did all the things that I was supposed to do. Graduate high school, college, you know, marriage, like all the things that I was supposed to do, I did. And so even now I'm a huge rule follower. It's really difficult for me to do something that feels different or trying something new. But lately I've given myself permission to try new things, to realize that I can still feel good, but also try things and experiment. But when we are rule followers, that sometimes is really, really difficult. If we always feel like the good daughter has to do it this way, the good employee must look like this. That sometimes also feeds into that people pleasing because what we also do is when we put ourselves on the back burner, we think self-care is optional. It doesn't matter if I actually take care of myself because what, what does it matter? Like somebody else is more important. We see this a lot with moms. They tend to put the needs of their children ahead of themselves. And realistically speaking, if we can't put our own oxygen mask on, if we can't help ourselves, then we can't help those as well. So people pleasing really starts to become destructive with all of these things because we continue to wear ourselves down. We put ourselves down at the risk of somebody else feeling better and really moving ahead in the way that they want to. Because all of this leads to us feeling tense, anxious, on edge. And I want you to think about how often you feel that way. When somebody walks into a room that you know is not going to respect a boundary or somebody that you know brings conflict and how, what kind of personality that brings. I will admit that there are times in my life that I do that. And I've seen this with my clients where they even mention, I don't know why this person walks in this room and I suddenly shut down. I can't remember my own name. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's all because of that tense anxiety that we have. Because we expect ourselves to be perfect. We're held to these high standards. This perfectionism comes up in so many ways, especially in people-pleasing. We never want somebody to see our faults. And if you've noticed throughout this, I've shared several experiences that I personally have had, and I'm highly uncomfortable sharing those. And a lot of it's because I want you to like me. I want you to enjoy this podcast, but I also know that if I don't share those things, then it sometimes feels like I might know better or, you know, it goes against almost that people pleasing aspect. And so I want you to understand that this shows up in so many different ways. So even as you are looking at this, don't be afraid to say, oh yeah, I do that. Or that's not really what I do, but I do something similar, different, because when we're holding ourselves to these high standards, again, while there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, it is when we start putting ourselves down, when our confidence starts to be decreased, when our self-esteem starts to feel like it takes a hit. And then we start to feel like somebody else is better, greater, whatever. And that feeds into that people pleasing as well. Another thing is that all of this kind of brings to when we're sensitive to criticism. I actually hate this whole phrase that I've read. I think criticism is terrible, flat out terrible. And the reason even this constructive criticism is the worst thing out there, because really what it is, is a veiled threat, not threat, but veiled um it's icky. I don't know how to describe it. It's just an icky feeling. And the reason I think that criticism is attack. It's you are a problem. Whereas instead, if we looked at criticism, instead we said, what if it was a complaint? And a complaint is I am concerned about this. So it could even be I'm concerned about this behavior because of the consequences that could follow. So I think that's more important than being critical of somebody. But a lot of times we're afraid of that criticism because of that exact reason, because we're not sure if it's going to feel like it's an attack, if we're going to feel like it's helpful, if it's going to feel like it's attacking our soul and who we are. And so because of that, it's really easy, again, to avoid that conflict of just being able to say, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. I'm totally wrong. I will just be better and I'll move on. 
we haven't learned the art of actually moving forward without criticism, but with concern and what that needs to look like. That's a topic I really want to talk about. We're going to dive into communication in another episode because we want to look at like why we as humans communicate the way that we do and how we can be more effective and productive. And so that will be, again, a future episode. The last three things that I want to talk about are really where people pleasing is at its finest. And again, if we go back to the idea of people pleasing is when I compromise who I am, what I stand for, what I believe, we are essentially abandoning ourselves. We are not being authentic to ourselves because we're afraid of that disapproval, that criticism, that rejection. And so as we look at these next things, I want you to just really understand that we do this truly sometimes it's almost like a protector because we're not sure who we are, what we stand for. And that's really, so one of the big things is when we think that our ideas, our opinions, our feelings don't matter or they're not as important as other people. And a lot of times, again, this may be in a relationship, you may view like your spouse's relationship, your partner's relationship, or their thoughts and feelings are more important than yours. I see this a lot within the online world where there are people that won't share their thoughts and feelings because they believe somebody else's are better than theirs. And I think it all stems from this idea that I'm just not enough and somebody else is better. And so I must support that somebody else that's better. Because the other one that comes to is like you're a fixer. You don't want to see anybody hurt or afraid or uncomfortable. So then you try to fix that. And this is something else that as a therapist, I've had to work through a lot where you are allowed to have your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, and I don't have to fix it. And I think a lot of times people think, well, but, but I, I just, I don't like this emotion. And we see this a lot of times when parents tell kids like, you're fine, just get up, like stop crying. It's not a problem because it's almost that reverse where we want to fix it because we don't like the pain. And then that teaches our children as well, that emotions aren't safe and they're a problem. So then they're constantly then turning right back around to be like, am I okay? Is this all right? Is this fine? Because they don't suddenly feel good with who they are in that moment. The last thing is you resent always being asked to do more with people and you wish people would consider your feelings and needs. Again, this goes back to all those things we talked about where sometimes it's you want to help people, but other times you wish people would recognize that you might need this help as well. And we put ourselves on that back burner a lot because of that. All of this kind of just leads to a few things that I really want you to consider. Where did people pleasing come from? All of those signs of where did that come from? And it really is the beliefs and the experiences that we have had all growing up, all those around us. And when they are reinforced with us is when we continue to lean into it. So every time a boss or a superior of some sort says, absolutely, good, good job, good job then it reinforces this need to people please. And I think it's very important for you to consider what would it look like if you trusted your own self? If you were the own CEO in your head that you could follow and you could listen to. I've used this analogy before where I feel like I have a boardroom in my head. It was this table and it was full of all of these voices and influences that essentially would tell me how to act, how to react, how to be in any situation. And I want you to imagine what if you were the CEO of that table and two of your top advisors were your logic and your intuition. And your logic brought in things like, this is what we've experienced in the past. This is the downfall. This is the good side, like the analytical report. And the intuition was the one that says, mm, this doesn't feel right. This isn't okay. Okay, we need to really just maybe come into ourselves a little bit. 
And I want you to use that more as your guidance. Be able to say logically, what does this look like? And intuitively, what does this look like? There are times that you will lean more logically and there are other times that you will lean more intuitively. That is not a problem. Those are good things. I also want you to consider who else are we listening to at this table? And are they people that we actually know or are they just ideas? I think that's very important when it comes to people pleasing is to first understand your own voice, your own strength, who you are, your own confidence so that you can then take that and instead be able to set boundaries. Setting boundaries is so critical when it comes to people pleasing. No is a complete sentence. That's totally fine to do. It's also okay to be able to say, this doesn't work for me. I'm not okay with this. So let's look at some other things. When you're doing this, we want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, which is not selfish. Taking care of yourself is looking at the emotional, mental, physical, spiritual aspect of the things that we need. A lot of times people pleasing is when we put all of those needs behind somebody else. So ask yourself, how am I feeling? What do I need? Look at your hobbies, your activities, social activities, things that actually build you and lift you. Exercise, rest, walking, like what are the things that I do that again, ground me, rejuvenate me, fill me back up? spirituality, things like meditation, prayer, just being calm. Those are all, again, things that I need. So if I'm putting my needs first and somebody comes in and they say, wait, wait, I need this from you. And you're thinking, I don't have the extra space, the capacity, the time. It's okay to set a boundary to say that doesn't work for me right now or no. Being able to say no and honoring the things that we need helps us to be a more rounded and productive individual. Because again, we want to go back to whose opinions actually matter. And so here's some questions to kind of ask yourself like that. First off, you have to remember that compromise works both ways. So if somebody comes to you and say, hey, I need this from you, but you know that you can't do it, you don't have the capacity, it's okay to be able to say, what would a compromise look like? If the other person isn't willing to compromise, then ask yourself, why am I always doing the compromising? Why is it only me? Why isn't it somebody else? Is it because I love that person? Is it a habit? Am I a fear of conflict, disappointment? Like what's really going on? That's really critical in all of those situations. If you notice that you keep feeling like you're putting yourself down, then ask yourself that. What am I compromising? Maybe it's myself. What am I like? Why am I doing that? And then how much does that relationship actually mean to me? Let's talk about conflict. Conflict is good. It's not bad. A lot of times conflict, what it does is it lets us get out the disagreements. It lets us find out the feelings, the thoughts. So don't be afraid of conflict. Don't be afraid to actually do that. It's healthy. It's respectful. The best way with conflict is when we talk about criticism is the I statements. I feel this way instead of you, you, you. So again, when we talk more about communication later, we're going to talk about conflict communication and what we can do there. But this is the best thing that I want you to understand. It's okay to say, hey, this isn't comfortable for me. This isn't okay. And going from there, most importantly, your feelings, your ideas, they matter. Other people are important, but so are you. And it's okay for you to be able to say, I believe in me. So give yourself the mantras of my feelings and opinions matter. Be curious when you have those negative thoughts of, I just can't, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. And then ask yourselves, where did this come from? But the more that you are kind to yourself, the more that you actually look at pleasing yourself, the more that you actually care about other people's thoughts and opinions, and you actually stop people pleasing and you start loving and being compassionate. So my friends, I'm going to just ask you again, when you're looking at people pleasing, Go back to that question of how am I treating myself? How am I loving myself? How am I being okay with who I am? And putting that ahead of what others may think. That's your critical question for the day. 
All right, my friends, thank you for being here and listening. And for those of you that have listened as well, I am so excited about this new offer that I'm offering where there are times that you just want to feel like you're ready to hit 2024 and move forward. And so I'm offering you to get on a call where we will set your intentions for 2024. We'll look at all the things that will stop you. And then we will have guided follow-ups to make sure that you are reaching those goals. You're tired of the burnout, the imposter syndrome. You're tired of not moving ahead. This is for you. This is a limited time offer. I'm offering this only until the end of this month. And I really want you to get on board with this. If you sign up before then, there's extra bonuses. So don't be afraid to get on a call with me. Let's talk about it now. So until next time, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell is My Brain Doing? Telling you, you don't have to be a people pleaser. You can have the life that you want. If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more. you believe in you too. This is how we do it. Stick with it. See you soon. Have a great day.